From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for July 21st, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Whirling. <laughs> I had to stop and think for a second. Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Uh, Julie, uh, they couldn't get their babysitter because we're recording on Monday instead of Tuesday. And Walter is at the doctor getting his neck adjusted. An appointment he's been waiting for for about, like, apparently seven or eight years now. So, Walter may be back for the email show. Are we talking about, like, plastic surgery adjusted? Huh? What do you mean adjusted? His doctor. His doctor. Oh, his his doctor. Well, it's actually his doctor who does chiropractic. He's having those rings put on. (laughs) So, where the heck am I? Okay. In this week's show, Teresa Heckles will update us on her $2,500 vacation challenge. We're also going to be announcing the dates for next year's Diz Unplugged Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Trips. I say trips as in plural. (gasps) And we're going to continue our Christmas in July series with a discussion about some of the holiday tours that are available at Walt Disney World, as well as some of the free things you can do to enhance your holiday experience at Walt Disney World. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. Do we have anything for housekeeping? I don't have anything in particular. No. I have one. We received a box of goodies of homemade cookies and jelly beans. Um couple weeks ago and we were saving them for Teresa we were saving the information for Teresa to read on the show well it got thrown away so if you send us homemade cookies and jelly beans thank we, you. we thank you very much and we apologize for not mentioning you on the show but and do we want to tell them why it got thrown away because you went into a cleaning frenzy no because I don't I can't have leftovers any snacks. of that stuff in the house it can't. I really and truly can't be in the house. And they brought it and left it because Teresa was on vacation, mm. and it was that two a.m. grazing thing. And there's a box of cookies and a bag of jelly beans, so it was either the garbage or my stomach. So I apologize, but they had to go. You made the right. You choice. might as well leave a bottle of liquor in the house. Oh god! <laughs> really? No, really, it's no different to me. Just send beef jerky. So oh. that's why I'm. Unfortunately, I'm liver. really sorry, but it was like, oh god. I've got to get this out of the house. Well, I was forgot to pull the letter out. I was going to pull the letter out so we can say thank you. But so if you sent it, we thank got you. it. Thank you. All right. Anything else? Should we start the show over again? No, <laughs> it's just been really weird so far. I, I think know. it's it's a, hey, it's just the way it is. Okay. Oh, but for everyone that picked numbers, the uh, the prize Matron is still. Yeah, we should in uh, rehab in the next two weeks. We should have be able to. That's why there's lit, so much room on the desk on the table here. Pick Pick numbers. The prize Matron is at the doctor. But we do have your numbers. So, anything else? Housekeeping, housekeeping. All right, John, you want to, uh, we want to talk about these special dates for next year's Backstage Magic? I do. We're very, very excited about this. We are. We've been working with Adventures by Disney for quite some time, and we've secured three Backstage Magic uh, adventures for 2011. These will be podcast exclusive dates. You'll only be traveling with with us, us and other listeners. Um, the show is going up on Tuesday, 
and hopefully as soon as the show goes up... show goes up on Wednesday. But isn't it going up Tuesday this week because we're recording a day early? No. Okay. <laughs> it's going up Wednesday. God forbid I have an extra day to edit, right? God forbid I don't have to do it all night. When the show goes up, whatever that might be, we're going to have the booking engine linked from the show notes page so that you can book right away and get on that adventure and make your deposit. You're going to be working with Kevin on it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun on our last one. How much are the deposits? The deposits are... $300 per person. Excellent. And I think you have the dates and the rates in front of you. I do. Uh, the first date for next year will be February 20th through the 25th. 2011? Um, of 2011, obviously. Uh, $2,379 per adult. $2,139 per child. And the single supplement, $3,331. So that's for February 20th through the 25th. The second date, April 17th through the 22nd, $2,339 per adult, $2,119 per child, $3,275 is the single supplement. And July 31st through August 5th, uh, 2,372 per adult, 2,129 per child, 3,323 for the single supplement. This is for all those teachers, right? People who have children who are in school during the year. This is your trip. We try to. Well, I, I think also maybe in February they might be out for. I don't know if that's around President's mm-hmm. Week or April is also uh, April ends on Good Friday. The trip in April. Mm-hmm. So that's right around the holiday week, too. So hopefully we can get people who would maybe can't travel in the summer. and that's They're the- all good times. Yeah, well, we, mm-hmm. tried to, we tried to find dates that worked for everybody. Um, you will be traveling with at least two members of the podcast team. Depending on how many people fill the trip, we may have more. Mm-hmm. We haven't decided who's going on what trip yet. So bear with us with that. If you're looking to travel with someone specifically, we can't tell you. I think I'm going to wait to see who books the trip. And, and before before the questions before the questions start, we are not going to be able to guarantee Club Thirty Three. We will not know if Club Thirty Three is going to happen until the trip commences. Correct. So before the questions start coming in, are we going to Club Thirty Three? We are not going to know until we're actually on the trip. Right. Uh, I just need to make that make that announcement to everyone. We're not going to be able to secure it as a group. So if uh, if it's available, the way it works is if it's available, uh, they try and get us in there. But that's the best we can say. So don't even ask. Don't even ask. Correct. Um, we will be able to book pre and post night stays. Kevin will be able to help you with that. Based on availability. Right. And also uh, air if you need it. But you can do all that through Kevin. But you know, keep those dates in mind. and keep. I think those rates are pretty good. They're a little bit more than we paid this year. For our trips, but, but they're going to go up. I mean, they go up every year, so it's up. like everything else at Disney. If you have any questions, you can write to me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Also, keep in mind that these do qualify for the Dreams Unlimited uh, rebate, uh, the uh, American Express gift card, uh, of varying dollar amounts. I think on these it's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars on these trips right. that you get back uh, with this. So keep that in mind. So. And it's going to be fun. It is. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's less than a week before I do the next one. And you, too, would be able to go to Mickey's of Glendale. That's right. Go shopping in, go shopping at Imagineering. Yours is right around the corner. I can't believe how fast it's coming up. I know. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Some of these people have actually started packing like, already. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's sick. 
That's just plain. They're sick. really excited. I went to chat one night. They're bubbling over with excitement. They should be. It's going to be a great trip. We're going to have a great time. So we'll be. Uh, I'll be posting stuff on the site from the trip uh, all next week. We leave on the twenty fifth. So can we tell them about a rumored? Yes, we can. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You want me to do it? Sure. We've been working with Adventures by Disney to put together another special group just for us. Um, we have no specifics yet, no details yet, but what we're looking for them to do is put together their usual Nights and Lights trip, which is a London-Paris Adventures by Disney, but we're trying to get them to add on nights at Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. So... It's going to be a nice long trip. It's going to be an expensive trip. It's not going to be cheap. So be prepared for that. But we're looking to do this probably in October. October 2011. September or October. Sometime in the fall when it's cooler and when the rates are a little bit lower. But keep that in mind, folks, if you're looking to do the Nights and Lights trip. And I can tell you now that if this trip does go off, you will be traveling with Kevin. (laughs) You'll be traveling with Kevin and Peter. Okay, Peter's not staying home for that one. Walter and I will stay home. <laughs> I, I'm going. I just want you to know. All right, calm down. I understand. Try and drag me off the airport, so, out of the airplane. So if you're interested in the Nice and Lights trip, um, I suggest hanging on for a couple of days and waiting until you find out. We find out what's going on. As soon as we secure that, we'll let people know so that we can make plans and book okay. that. Can I just um, throw in something here? Um, I have to send everybody an, an email about this who books the trip. I just want you to know that with an Adventures by Disney trip, when you make your deposit, you have 14 days from the day you make your deposit before to decide. to decide whether or not this is for sure. After 14 days, your deposit becomes non-refundable with Disney. This is not a Dreams Unlimited travel or a Diz Unplugged rule. This is Adventures by Disney that says this. So if you're going to make your deposit, I just want everybody to know, making it going in, I'll still send you the email that you have 14 days, but something to keep in mind. Excellent. Read those dates one more time. So people February 20th through the 25th, April 17th through the 22nd, and July 31st through August 5th. Mark your calendars. Get your credit cards I ready. don't believe the, the small difference in pricing on those trips will make a difference to people. I have a feeling the dates will make the big difference. Correct. Like I said, we really tried to pick dates that would appeal to as wide a group as possible. We wanted to, you know, we always hear that, uh, for, especially for teachers and for people who have kids in school, they can't take them out, uh, that a lot of the things that we plan uh, as part of our usual cruises and whatever else we're doing usually falls during a time where they can't go. So I really wanted to make sure we had at least one date in here that was, that was good for them. Well, the February date is probably um, president's week for most people. Mm-hmm. The April date is the week before Easter and the summer date is a summer date. What's the minimum age for children for this experience? They suggest four to six, but in my opinion, I think even six is too young for this adventure. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of walking. It's also a lot of backstage stuff, backstage history type of things. I think six is even. Too I don't young. believe a six-year-old is going to be excited about going to Imagineering. I just don't. Or you some know. would, maybe. This is possibly going to be our first trip without kids in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to bring the babysitter, oh. bring the nanny, <laughs> bring the nanny. All right. Anything else? Then we, then we will move on to the news with John. All right. Our first news story is Disney monorail pilot shocked. 
The Walt Disney World monorail had to be shut down for about 30 minutes on Saturday afternoon, July 17th, after an employee was shocked. Reedy Creek emergency. I mean, literally, like, electrically shocked. I thought, like, he was shocked that something happened. <laughs> yeah. or, oh, my, look at that. Reedy Creek Emergency Services Deputy Chief Bo Jones said a monorail pilot was turning on a light switch when he was jolted. Crew shut down the monorail for about 30 minutes to evaluate the scene. The pilot was taken to Celebration Hospital where he was treated and released. What is going on? They're, they're, the transportation system and everyone who works for it is cursed. And their electrical system. It just, it just, it's, so, it's so bizarre. To turn on a switch and be and shocked. Be, and be, yeah. Like, but shocked enough to be taken to the hospital. Hospital, that's it. Yeah, right. It's not like, he, obviously he didn't get just like a little jolt. I mean, he was, It wasn't static electricity. Right. Right. Well, we hope he's doing well. We think he's probably doing great. So, And our next news story is details released for Legoland Orlando rides. Ooh. Officials for the newest Legoland theme, Legoland theme park that will be located in Polk County, Florida, about an hour from Orlando on the site of the former Cypress Gardens, have announced some details about what guests guests can expect. The Orlando Business Journal is reporting Lego-themed roller coasters, bumper cars, and a laser-shooting dark ride will be among 50 rides occupying at least nine different lands at the new theme park. Now, you see, I think a lot of people have said, have been asking the question, what kind of impact is Wizarding World of Harry Potter going to have on Disney? I think they should be a lot more concerned about this. I think Lego is going to make a nice enhancement to the vacation. I don't think people are going to come here for Legoland, but I think the option of going out to Legoland and experiencing it. But I think I think that's going to it's going to cannibalize. If there visitors. are more thrill rides, it certainly is going well, I'm to. They're talking about 50 rides in nine lands. I mean, Cypress Gardens is huge. Yeah. So that's a huge piece of property that they're going to buy. Uh, in addition, the Lego company has also hired 25 Lego model build model builders to help decorate the park. Uh, Legoland is expected to open late 2011 making it the fifth Legoland in the world, but only the second in North America. Well, be the one very in California is very popular. Isn't it, it is. It is. I've not been to it. Until I heard this story, I had no interest in it. I thought it was just going to be, you're going to walk around and see Lego dinosaurs <laughs> and stupid stuff hanging around, but there's going to be 50 rides. They, took, yeah. they had a roller coaster out there, and they're taking that one down to right. put these new ones in. I heard that story as well, too. There's a... But it's, um, there's something about the roller coaster in that I think it's considered an antique at this point. No, I so didn't some, hear that. They're looking for a buyer for it. Legos are timeless, though, so I mm-hmm. think it's it's going to be a great addition. Legos are expensive. Yeah. We've still got all ours. That's still them. a ride, though. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot to develop some kind of transportation to get people out there because it's not like it's right down the road. So it's an hour. Yeah. It's probably an hour. So, I mean, are people going to be willing to drive an hour out? To go to Legoland, I think they will. They're gonna have high speed rail <laughs> right out to Legoland. All right, and our next story is Universal Park attendance and spending up, but profits down. Universal Orlando's parent company reports rising attendance and higher per guest spending at its theme parks. Industry analysts contribute all of the growth to the opening of Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Islands of Adventure. General Electric says that attendance and per capita guest spending grew at the resort during the second quarter while operating profits declined, most likely due to increased advertising both for Harry Potter and the new King Kong attraction in California. 
The increase in attendance and overall guest spending does come as good news for Universal, which reported a 29% reduction, reduction in overall theme park attendance last year, which they attributed to the global recession and an industry slowdown. And the fact that nobody wanted to go to their theme parks. It wasn't their fault. Right. It was everyone else's fault but mine. Um, does this come as a surprise? No, I think we all knew that attendance was going to be up. Yeah. Uh, what I, the, the number I'm interested in is second quarter of next year. Right. That's what I want to say. Sustainability and also Well, I think no, second, second quarter of next year would be up uh, compared to this year because uh, they didn't open to the general public the Wizarding World of Harry Potter until the 18th of June. So that was very, very late in the second quarter. So third quarter next year, I think, is when we're going to get, when we compare it to this year, that's when we're going to see whether or not Harry Potter has the stay power. If it's down 30% next year, uh, then we know. We know that they are not getting the repeat visitors back. They're not, that they didn't do what they needed to do, which I think is going to be the story. In the third quarter of 2011, I think that will be the story, but we'll see. And I have a related story to that one. Comcast given permission to buy Universal. The EU has approved the purchase by Comcast of NBC Universal. Comcast won the EU regulatory clearance for a major deal that will see Comcast take the controlling stake in the iconic Rockefeller Center studios. It will allow Comcast to control NBC's program output through television shows and movies. NBC owns TV networks, a movie studio, and theme parks. Under the deal, Comcast will pay $6.5 billion in cash and put up its own cable TV networks and other assets in return for a 51% stake in NBC Universal. The current owners of the television network, General Electric, will retain 49%. Well, I'm... I'm All I can say is that I don't think Comcast could do any worse a job than GE has done. I mean, that network is in the toilet. I mean, it is so far in fourth place, it's not funny. We've so, also, we're also coming on to, to the uh, era of just giant conglomerate entertainment companies. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, now Comcast is going to own NBC. I mean, they're going to be gigantic. But I think you mentioned it last time was um, there's rumors floating around that they're going to sell off. The theme parks division. I think. I think it depends. It's going to depend on how well the theme parks do over the course of the next year. I think if the theme parks are not showing stellar growth and stellar strength in their numbers, that it's all but certain Comcast will lob them off. I, I think it's all but certain, but it remains to be seen. I don't think that's. I, I don't think that the handwriting's on the wall yet. I think. I don't think Comcast is interested in owning theme parks. Hopefully those Blackwater folks from SeaWorld are interested. Not Blackwater. What were they called? Blackadder. Blackstone. 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 That was a magician. Blackwater. Those mercenaries are <laughs> yeah, really. kind of by SeaWorld. All right. That's it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. We'll move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? Silence. Kathy. Fills the room. I'll if, go if, you're, first. if you're not going to volunteer, I'm going to pick go. you. I know names. Okay. <laughs> I thought you couldn't see me behind my microphone stand. Okay. Animal Kingdom is going to start offering new to- a new tour later this year. It's going to be um, small groups. It's going to be personalized. They're going to um, take you out to a undeveloped forest area. 
this sounds really interesting. Um, and then you know, they're going to show they're going to show you some and of the leave area. you for dead. Well, I'm there like okay, where is this area? Why haven't they used it? And how do they guarantee that there won't be any wild animals as you're walking through? And then after they show you some things in this area, then you walk to a new unique ride vehicle where they take you around on the rest of the tour. So this sounds really interesting. That's all the details we have. No pricing later this year. Sounds like the Blair Witch Tour to me. Really? Yeah. You find your way back from the woods. Yeah, they drop you off. And I like the undiscovered woods in <laughs> Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh, look. And you get nuts and berries for snacks. <laughs> sounds interesting. Not really. To some. No, I think that would be different. If it get, got you like up closer to the action... As long as the animals were like over there, if you could be out there taking pictures and stuff, I think that would be really great. I know some people I could take out there and leave, (laughs) see if they'd make their way back. The deliverance tour. I'm sure Disney will have like a whole story that goes with it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be good when it comes out. All right, thank you, Kathy. Teresa. Disney on Ice has Toy Story 3 coming starting in September and running through next spring. Starts in Lakeland, Florida. And it's going to hit the highlights in Atlanta, Hershey, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, North Carolina, parts in Indiana, Chicago, Boston. Do they know how to make ice in Indiana? I think they do. Do they know the recipe? <laughs> they do. Okay. They make it every winter. But um, anyway, it's kind of cool. I jump around on the toys. Pete, you're looking at me like this is um, not affecting you in what, any way. What are we talking about? <laughs> Toy Story they, 3 on ice. I think it's of course cool. they I put it on ice. It brings really. Disney to you when you can't get to Disney. I understand you know? that if you're somewhere else and this comes to town, it's a big deal. It is. Lakeland, Florida. Yeah, really. And then it comes to Amway, too. So, you know, it's going to be it's starting here and then well, it gets away. I thought the Amway was closed. Not yet. Hopefully not, no, not September yet. 10th. Not the ice part. <laughs> this is for all those people who can't afford to go to Disney. Now yeah. they can go to Disney on ice. And you get no, your it's still Disney expensive. Fix. Have you been to yeah. Disney on ice? Oh, yeah. We went and know. saw the Haunted Mansion on ice or something. No, like. it was like the theme parks. <laughs> and they did all the theme parks. <laughs> it, but I only remember was they turned the, the lights off and all the Haunted Mansion characters were in blacklight. It's great. Disney dining on ice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, I see how you are. I don't know. If you can't get here, Disney comes to you, right? Yep. All right. They thank have a you. Plan for everything. Thank you, Teresa. Johnny. I don't have one this week. Man. What the hell's going on with you? I don't yeah, know. Really? A slacker. I, it's four news stories. Phoning it in. Four. I'm going to take his because I didn't have one. I really had one, but he didn't, so I gave. And one. I didn't have one last week, so I don't want people to think that I'm the slacker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to share the slacker title. Okay. Uh, Kona Sushi Bar at the Poly is going to be permanent. It wasn't up until just now. Good. What was it made out of paper? No. I, the structure was permanent. It's the coffee bar. But they weren't sure it was going to last. It was uh, an idea temporary. that they were a temporary thing. But per guest demand, <laughs> it's permanent. It's are been they there, raising what, a, the prices a year, then? right? I don't know if they're raising the prices. The prices are high, but it's good. Sushi is so popular. I mean, I, I had a feeling it was going to stay there. We had sushi at the California Grill the other night. Oh, my God. It was out of this world, but one portion of sushi was $22. But it was incredible sushi. So good. The Kona Sushi Bar is less than that. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Corey Patrick. Speaking of food, I want to remind everybody about our Disney food porn page on Facebook. If you enjoy looking at pictures of Disney food, you'll love this. This is clean food porn which means people don't dig into their food 
and then take the photo. Oh, God. The food comes to the table, they take the photo, and then post it on Facebook. That's what I was doing at uh, California Grill on, on Friday. John, Kevin, and I, and a couple of friends were at the California Grill. And uh, before anybody, like, they'd pick up their forks. I'm like, food porn! I know, Julie hates that. We were taking photos of our food from uh, Chefs de France and Bistro de Paris. You know, like, the guy brings it out. It, you kind of look funny to the servers. You know, you're taking photos of the They'll food. They'll get over it. Yeah, they will. So how'd you like the bistro? Loved it. Did you? Loved it, loved it. We watched the fireworks the first half, but they don't pipe the music in there. Really? So, no. That's surprising. Huh? Did you also eat in Chefs de France? We did. Chefs de France on Thursday, and then we went to Bistro Friday. So did you have the tuna tartare for your appetizer? No. No? For a, oh. a Bistro? No, at the... At- I'm an escargot fan. Oh, so, really? So I did escargot at Chef's. I looked and at I also the menu. Did escargot I, at bistro. I figured you'd get the tuna. Yeah. Was the food considerably better at the bistro? Yes, really, absolutely. Wow. I'm I'm very happy that we ate at Chef's de France first and then bistro. That should be our restaurant review. How expensive was the next it? One. Um, I think our total bill with tip included was like two hundred and thirty dollars. Entrees are like 37 But we drink wine too. too How many bottles of wine? There was yeah. wine involved so. No bottles We don't Julie and I We have different tastes In wine So I think We each had two glasses of wine That's, that's, a, that's a bottle for, That's a bottle Yeah That's still high for two dinners and mm-hmm. four But I had two appetizers You know her Oh you were ordering Like you were on the cruise Yeah Absolutely That's me So what'd you have? I had the uh, The lamb rack Julie had the lobster um, Appetizer Had the escargot um, duck, and she had what did she have? I posted photos on the Disney food porn page. Some sort of uh, sautéed shrimp. Was it lobster? Or was it lobster risotto? I know they it's have... lobster risotto with vegetable and okay. uh, some sort of sauce. Sounds we weren't good. reviewing, so I didn't oh. start taking little notes. Oh, okay, well, I just asked. <laughs> what did you have for dessert again? We didn't do dessert. We oh, didn't do dessert. That's still wine <laughs> is our dessert. Oh, it is high. That's yeah. still wine, but. If you say it's worth it, it was two hundred bucks. It's people always ask. Tip. What's a special thing I can do? What's a romantic thing I can do? Yep, we asked for a window seat, so we had. It's not the greatest view of of the fireworks because you have trees right there, but you. But can you still had see. your phone out taking pictures. Just then. Are you sure it yeah. wasn't laying on the table the whole time? I took photos of food and then the fireworks, okay. cool. but they didn't pipe the music in there. We got there. Our reservation was for seven thirty. We got there around 7.15, and they sat us then, and so we kind of just ate slow. How full was the restaurant? When we got there at 7.15, maybe two other tables were in there. That's what I understand. I understand it's not crowded at all. Yeah. And I don't know if they do that on purpose. They make it. It was get, As it was getting closer to the fireworks, around 8.30, 8, 8.30, a lot of people were starting to come in, families. But still, the window seats were available. But I don't think you can have a window seat with more than... Um, you know, four people. A lot of the window seats were two tops. Yeah. Is there an elevator up there, or is it just... There is. Okay. Wow. It was was awesome. Was it fancier? Was it like the waiters were... Yeah. They, like, I ordered the lamb, and they did the table-side presentation. It came out, and they he sliced it up, and... Do they have a a dress code at the bistro? It's, um, no hats, no, um, it's it's resort casual, but they don't want you to wear T-shirts with like uh, things on it. Yeah. no tank tops. You shouldn't wear a hat in a restaurant anyway. Right? Yeah, you should take your hat off in a restaurant. But I mean, I, there were there were kids in there, and it's shorts and a. Polo it's, shirt. it's definitely fancier. So I mean, you don't have to dress up. I mean, I had jeans on and a little button-up shirt, short sleeve button-up shirt. Julie had a little sundress on. 
Cool. And the, all the servers are dressed in tuxes. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Cool. All right. That will do it for Roundtable Rapid Fire for this week. We are going to move on to our first segment, Miss Teresa Eccles. Hey, 27 hey. days. 27 days to her $2,500 challenge. Uh, for those who were not following along, we gave Teresa a challenge at the beginning of the year. She had $2,500 to book a week-long vacation at Disney World for her and her family. And uh, anything she didn't spend, she got to pocket. So far, I've got, uh, well, I haven't taken the trip yet, but um, the dining's paid for. You're you're able to book free dining? Free dining, pop's paid for. So I've got a little over $800 in my pocket And it's to so work funny. With. You remember the beginning where it was, this is impossible. I can't do it. This is impossible. Well, you know, that's how you start out. You know, you got your money. You try to figure out what you can and can't do, what your limitations are, what, what's important. But you see, this is where the importance of these free dining, uh, this, this free dining promotion comes comes or, in, or any discount, yeah. or any major discount. It does. Before that, I think I was sitting at about twenty three hundred, twenty two hundred dollars before the free dining. So it put a little bit more money in my pocket to play with when we're here. And, it makes a um, huge difference. It made a huge difference. Um, we've got all kinds of fun little things in our mind that, you know, and I'm, I know I'm going to keep a running total when I'm there. I think you should make Kelvin go do high tea at the Grand Floridian. Okay. <laughs> I drag. I've heard a rumor that I, I don't know what the name of the place is, but at the corner of Palm Parkway and 535, right across from the Olive Garden, there is a store that sells day of half price tickets for Lanuba. Really? I've heard this rumor. I don't know if this is true. This hmm. is also one of the things we have to warn people that. You, yeah, you got to ask for Joey when you go in or something. I, I'm, well, be, I, I'm telling you, it's a complete. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I have not I've done any like research that, yeah. on it at all. But you can buy two for um, Lanuba tickets mm-hmm. for the same day. Now, I imagine they're not the great seats. They're those great right. seats. But. I, I've heard that it's not only day of, but it's day after. But it's only that you either so buy... So you can buy for, tickets for last night's show? Yeah. Next no, day. Oh, the really? next day show. Oh, um, okay. I'm thinking, hmm. They're a third the price. That one doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, so fun. It's much less expensive. <laughs> I don't, we could have went last night here the tickets. <laughs> I haven't done any research into it. And as I said, it's a, I, I don't know. That's what I know about it. You can buy day of or tomorrow's tickets for... Shows that are not sold out. Right. Buy cool. one, get one free, half price, however you want to look at I'll it. I'll have to send the hubby over and hang on the corner and check it out. But um, thank you, Kevin. It's interesting information. But anyway, I'm planning on going in with the remaining cash in my pocket and a little journal. And we'll just, as the days go on, we'll just, you need money for something. We see something we want to do, whatever. And then we'll see how what ends up five days later. What I've now, got left. Everyone's got passes. What do you have? You have? Do you have just one day, one park? I've got one day, one park for four days, for the four of us. Um, we've got the dining plus, I believe. So we have some sit down dining. No, you have basic. 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 Yeah. Okay, basic. You have basic dining. And um, and we've got the preferred room at the pop. And I got my little, I was so excited. Well, the first one, it came in the mail. Grace came in, and she had this little package from New Jersey. And I thought, oh, Lord, what's Donna sending me? What is that? And this little envelope. And I opened it up. 
And I opened it up, and I have never gotten anything like this before. My little luggage tag. Your luggage she was so excited when she so came excited. in. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, look at these little... And oh, we're just all, you know, Stella and I are all thrilled about that. And we got this little... Um, Boy, it doesn't take much. <laughs> you know what? You know, seriously, I mean, I know we're making fun of Teresa because it's fun. But... It gets you. It's like, woo! Right. Look how it's close that, I am. It's that thing that says, "My vacation's on the way." It's real. It's yep. really, and they and Disney gives you these luggage tags that are not cheapo things. And they're no. nice luggage tags. That's the yeah. thing. They're nice. That, we actually use them. They're just so cool. And then you get the little itinerary booklet that lists everything, and it has all these little vouchers in it for you know the little things that you get, like the um, hundred points in the arcade, mm-hmm. um, bass. Fishing offer voucher. Kelvin was excited when he saw that, and then we flipped it over and it said it was just ten percent off. It's not like a free trip on a boat. And the miniature golf voucher, which well, was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. The spa voucher, marina, um, fifteen dollar meal voucher at Planet Hollywood. Because they can't give the food away there. <laughs> no question more hospital. I'd be interested yeah. for you to go check it out though. I've actually eaten there, and I ate there not too long. It didn't ago, offend it was, me. I mean, the atmosphere I thought was pretty cool. Now, the last time I ate there, there was one of those greasy oil table cl- oil cloth tablecloths on the table. You know, the ones you used to have at mm-hmm. the picnic in the f- 70s? Grandma's house always had uh-huh. them. And yeah. they were, it was sticky and greasy. And I want to point out that Kevin's review of that restaurant was so bad, their PR person mm-hmm. must have emailed us for three months. Really? To comp us to go in there and, and try it out, which we don't do, but... Um, it Kevin, was awful. Kevin, I think you well, should go back. The whole concept, the whole atmosphere, I really like. So, plus you get a little souvenir from there. I don't know. I'd just like to go see what that is. Is that what it is? A little souvenir <laughs> is? Your own stomach pump. But anyway, it's this really cool little packet. It's got a place for the notes in the back. And I'm showing it to all you all. I've seen it, I know. But it thrilled us. We were no, all actually, excited. Actually, I, I haven't seen no, this. I we were very excited to get that. And also yesterday I got an email from my agent, Dan. Agent Dan. He's the man. Um <laughs> For my trip countdown, 28 we're days. We're moving into Forest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, his little handy tip for the week was, um, why won't my stinking ticket work? <laughs> you get there and he tells you why your, um, your ticket into the park might not work because it's been demagnetized. Tells you what to do. You know, make sure that doesn't happen. His attraction of the week was the uh, Tower of Terror. Which I, I have to was stop you just a second. Yeah. I learned something today or this week. Okay. From Cheshire Figment on the boards, and we talked about him recently. He's what a, a, what man. a fountain of information that man is. I, I think this is really valuable information. There are people who talk about the fact that they help offset the cost of their Disney vacations by buying Disney cards, Disney gift cards. Mm-hmm. So, And they put it towards their vacation mm-hmm. when they get like here. Like throughout it's, the year. Right. Just... It's gift birthdays, you get a gift card. Yeah. I understand that if you're purchasing ticket media... With your Disney gift card, that you can only make three transactions. You can only make up to three transactions when purchasing your your ticket media. For instance, if you want to pay your hotel bill and you've got fifty dollars gift cards, and you've got a stack of twenty of them, you can just keep handing them fifty dollars gift cards, and they'll just keep making another line item on your folio. When purchasing ticket media, you're only allowed to use up to three transactions. And that's not something I knew. So if you had... I wonder why, though. That's a really weird thing. So what you're saying is you can only use three different forms of payment to pay for a ticket. Correct. So that if you had a gift card, two gift cards, and an American Express, and a Visa, you have to use three of those four. You you can only use three transaction types. So if you have $50 gift cards, 
you're not going to be able to buy ticket media with them because it would be three, and that would only bring, and you were buying an annual pass. I think, right. I think that's just their weird rule to make mm-hmm. sure you don't. I just thought it was interesting. So if you're one of those people who uses gift cards, cards yeah. I think it's important that you understand the limitations. Understand the limitations when buying your ticket media. Disney gift cards are cool for kids and stuff. I know people like them. To me, don't buy a gift card. Well, because you're gonna have money left over. You're not gonna know how much is on it. It's gonna be a lot of trouble to keep track of. But I know. Um, talking about kids is one of the other things I want to talk about. Um, I know we talked about all of my money has to come from this what I have left. But I made a little executive decision here and talked to some other people who other families. And children always bring their own money to the park mm-hmm. for something special that they want. I don't, I don't think we made it a rule that says you can only spend the 2500 if you spend more than Well, that. I know. I understand. But I'm just saying, my kids, especially Stella, she's been saving her little dollar bills. Aww. She's now got like $27 ready to go. So funny. <laughs> and it's all, they're all individually rolled up like little cigarettes and lined up in her little special. It's really bizarre. She's kind of anal. But anyway, <laughs> I say that. But anyway. They're allowed to spend their own little the money. The more I learn about her, the more I love her. No. <laughs> She's bizarre. But anyway. Um, She's like a throwback, isn't she? She really is. So um, I'm allowing her and St- Grace to bring a little pocket money of their own. Mm-hmm. That makes now, sense. I'll, that makes I'll, sense. I'll get them something special, you know, like a parent would with, you want to get that? You don't have enough? Whatever. You know, I'll dip into the... You know the the pool. Month, the pool, the pool for cash. that. I think that's true of any family. If you have a kid who's old enough to either earn an allowance oh, yeah. or have a job or babysit, the kid's going to bring their own money, but the parents are going to supplement it. Right. That's so. That's kind of our plan there. Now Stella's, but Stella's a saver. She's a saver, and Grace is a spender. Grace is a spender. She, though she did just come back from Washington with ninety five dollars in her pocket from wow. her trip, which totally did she leave me. with yeah. that money in her pocket? She did. She left with a hundred dollars <laughs> and came back with ninety. Yeah, really good question. Maybe she earned it while she was. <laughs> yeah, right. But she um, but no, Grace is a spender. And yeah, Grace, really. But I think if I'm with Grace, she's going to want to spend my money before she spends her money. Honey, if I went with you, I'd want to spend your money. Well, first. I know, but that's just a normal kid thing. So that's. That's kind of where we're at. I also want to let everybody know that I'm going to be keeping track, like I said, of every penny that we spend. And I'm going to be doing a daily trip report on probably on Facebook and on the boards. I'll start a little you know, recap every night of what we're doing. On August 16th at 4 p.m., we've got a little meet lined up at the pop at the food court. Kind of a little low-budget meet, kind of cool. How many people are showing up at that? Um... What do you think, Kathy? Teresa and Kathy. About 15, 20 15, 20 people. 20 oh, wow. People. That's yeah. a nice size meet. She's yeah. going to charge five bucks a head. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> she's going to pass, pass the basket. She's going to pass Grace the basket. will have the camera out. Take a picture with you and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have all of your dining set as far as what? All I'm going to set up. I've got um, Kona one night, Yachtsman, um, Trails End, and 50s. We Ooh. just had dinner at Yachtsman the other night. Oh, my God. Spect- I have not mm-hmm. eaten there yet, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I got to say, while it was very good, this will give you an idea how good it was when Walter and I went. It wasn't as good as when Walter and I was there a few months ago. It's funny. I thought it, it was, was so very nice. good. Oh Don't get me wrong. I just, I think they charred my steak a little too much. But that's the only thing I could, I could point to. And it was, it was minor. But the last meal we had there... Flawless. The only thing I can say bad about it, we ordered carrots with tarragon and citrus glaze that would have benefited from some heat. Oh, they were cold? No, they were raw. They were raw. Mm. They were wonderful the next day when I cooked them. (laughs) (laughs) 
But other than that, it was really delicious. And they do something to caramelized onions that should be illegal when they caramelize their onions. It's so unbelievable. I I could really just get a bowl of those to go. We talk all the time, is is there good food available at Disney? And we were lucky enough to have dinner at Yachtsman on one night and California Grill the next night. We kind of ate really lightly the next couple of days because, you know, I think we consumed two weeks worth of calories in those two nights, but it was delicious. It's really good. Now, so you've you've booked all of your dining that you can book with your plan, right? Correct. So now, have you figured out what you might spend in food in addition to your dining plan? Um, kind of. I know... Um, and do you have a plan for where you're going to eat those days, or is it a uh, fly by the seat of Sometime we're just going to wing it. Um... The day we go to Animal Kingdom, I've got nothing planned for dining that day. Mm-hmm. But that's just basically because there's nothing there that is jumping at me. I'm telling you, Tusker House is pretty yeah, good. Tusker House has got. See, good. I've nothing on that menu is the breakfast. The character breakfast in particular, I think, is quite good. Really? Yeah. So we're going to hit Animal Kingdom early on the 16th. And if you do the lunch, you can get the seats for Nemo. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so that's something to think about. So, other than that, um, you know, we're just kind of going to wing it. We've got kind of a loose plan. We know what days we're going to what parks based on where we're dining with our, you know, our other dining. And there is a a huge number of listeners that are going to be at the pop or in the general area that we come there. It just amazes me, all the people that have, you know emailed me and said Teresa likes it if you knock on her door at 2.30 in the morning yes that's fine (laughs) come and knock on my door (laughs) do you think with the meals you have to pay for out of pocket Mm -hmm. and the other stuff you have planned do you think you're going to come in under budget or do you think you're going to be right at budget I think I'm going to come in a little under I don't want to because when this whole thing started I was going to say okay let's see how much money I can put in my pocket Mm -hmm. that was my plan right I'm going to do this on the cheap and, you know, who cares what kind of trip we're going to have. And then a couple of weeks into it, I got to planning it more. And then I realized, you know, let's see, I'm not going to go. If we want to do something, we're going to do it if we can, if the money's in my pocket to do it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to spend every penny. You know, if the last day comes and I've got 200 bucks left, I'm not going to just run around trying to find a way to, you know, I'm not going to get in the balloon or some way to spend it. But um, I think it's going to be interesting to see. How the little stuff add up. On it will be. It'll be the little, you know, I need, I, a a I need a bottle of water. I need a yes. water thing here. Thing I got to have that strawberry you know, slushy thing. Because I, I think that's a part of most people's vacation that they don't plan in advance that sneaks up on it, them. It is going to sneak up on The incidentals. Yeah. And with the girls, I know, I know exactly what it's going to be. With Grace, it's going to be popcorn and water, popcorn and water. And Stella's going to want everything fruity and, you know. And Kelvin's just going to be dragging along, toting the bags. I don't know. But we're gonna <laughs> so I don't. I'm know. hoping I'm, Kelvin doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't let him. Um, but I'm excited about it. Getting the luggage tags and all the little information just kind of put a cherry on it for me this week. It was like, oh my gosh! And you know, it's not like I have not been to Disney before. But this is the first time I've done it this way. This well, that's why I, that's yeah. why I wanted to do this. I mean, because I've I wanted always, you to have this experience. It's always been this is where you're supposed to be, and this is what you're doing. And now it's like, okay, when, when did you I... say your annual passes expire? Um, you know, I don't know. Because you can take your tickets and put them towards your upgrade an upgraded ticket. 
I thought about that. Is that um, something that I can do within the challenge? Sure. sure. Okay. As long as because the money, I went as into long this. As, as long as the money is being spent on the package legitimately. If you want to take those tickets from that package and apply that toward an upgrade or, or, or renewal to an annual year. pass, I, I, yeah, I don't here's see any reason why not. Here's the other thing, too. Um, I think part of the challenge, too, though, is you should go to parks four days. Oh, yeah. So you can't just take that and then, you know. No, no, I plan else, on, but, we've got plans on all the parks, so, yeah. Because the I mean, idea we're gonna, is doing the actual vacation work. and We're actually going to do it in, you know, we're going to plan yeah, the on. The idea behind the tickets isn't that, you know, you have to use these tic- these magical tickets that come with the package. It's that you have, to, that, that obviously is a price that has to be factored into any. Right. right. Any vacation. So as long as they're included in the price of what you're doing. Kathy's making a face, you don't agree? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I, I agree. Sure. No, no, no. Just well, I was a, I was a little confused about that too cuz I know Okay, so I get there, the t- the tickets will get be on my key to the on my, each key to the world. That I've not experienced yet. So right. okay, so we'll each have our own little key. Mm-hmm. And that'll you have can our have those tickets pulled off by the way also. Well, now you're getting you're going to make your head explode. That was was one of my questions. All you need to do is go in to guest services at one of the theme parks or at downtown Disney and say, I've got Magic Your Way tickets on my room key. I'd like to apply the value of those tickets to the renewal for my annual pass, and they will do the whole thing for you right there. But does it have to be done while I'm there? Well, keep in mind that each day of those tickets you use, the the value of it goes down. Right. Okay. So, because it's going to be prorated, if you've bought if you've bought a, a, a five day ticket, so to speak, um, and you use one of those days, instead of getting credit for whatever the value of a five day ticket is, you're going to get credit for the value of a four day because you've used a day. Any unused portion of your ticket can be applied to any other ticket, media, including an annual pass. You do have to do it physically while you're at Walt Disney World. You can't do it once you get home for the person who doesn't live here. Okay. That type of thing, but. Yeah, I think that's a good idea for each of you to use that value towards your annual pass renewal. And just before you go into the park the first day, go to guest services and explain it. But then what do I have to, what has to come out of my pocket to pay for the regular renewal, for the, the, the balance? The difference between a four-day and your, your Well, what regular? if I don't have that money up front? You can't do it. Then I can't do it, which a lot of people wouldn't have. Right. You're on vacation. Who wants to, you know. What were you talking about, Kevin, about pulling the tickets off of there? What, does, what was that? There's a, you can go to guest services, and you don't have to keep those tickets on your keys. You can actually get physical tickets. Yeah. But the question is, why would you do that? It's just another something you might lose or have to yeah. find. Well, because I think in some people's mind, they would rather have that ticket and know that they could put that in the drawer somewhere and not use it, where they might mistakenly use their key card. And then I, That's actually what I was thinking. Okay. Doesn't your family have annual passes? Yes. So you're not going to use... See, that's another. Am I, am I locked into using those, Pete? No, he just said no. Locked into using what? To using those. No, I, I, as long as the price of the tickets is part of the package you paid for. Okay, so. So that's all I care about. So because that's what, I, what you do with those tickets is entirely up to you. Okay, so here's what I want to do, and tell me if this is doable. I can pull the tickets off of the room key, correct? Mm-hmm. And I can set them aside, and when my pass is due to be renewed, I can pull them out then and use them if they'd never been touched, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. That's actually what I was suggesting. Yeah, that's 
However, yeah. again, remember, if you use them once, they expire 14 days after the first use. Right. Mm-hmm. So and that's, what I, that's really what I was getting at. I okay. thought you all had annual passes. We do. So you don't – and you can – that's what I meant by pulling them off the cards. Mm-hmm. You can then save them when you – For when that time – comes due okay when it come, and then, then you've got money to because i remember a conversation a couple of weeks ago that because you're renewing annual passes you're not eligible for the payment right. plan right this would lessen the cost of renewing your annual pass because you already have that much money towards them right does that well, make, it does okay. it makes a lot of sense but the only thing i just i wanted pete or john to actually say and and pete explained it very Easily, to me, so I can understand it. As opposed to John. As opposed to John, who <laughs> freaks me out. Who speaks French. He does. Right. The point, you know. Uh, the money has been set aside. The money has money's been, been spent on, unspent. on the tickets. So what you do with those tickets, however you choose okay. to get yourselves into the parks, as long as you're going into the parks during right. the trip, obviously. Um if you choose to apply that to an AP, no problem. Okay. That's also what I meant by pulling them off your ticket so that you don't by mistaken or mistakenly yes. put your room right. key in as and then you've used it. So my my room key is still good for everything else. Correct. You can still make charges, you just have the tickets pulled mm-hmm. off it. Make charges to John? You can make charges to your room. Okay, cool. If you're going to spend money in the park, but then that's also money that you still have to pay when you check right, out. Right. Right. Okay, got it. Cool. So you also know about purchasing things and having them sent to your room. Yes, that that's pretty. Cool. So you don't have to carry anything. Yeah. So would you suggest Dan recommend Dan as your agent? Oh my gosh, yeah, yes. isn't he fabulous? He's fa- oh, oh, get this. I want to see if anybody knows this trivia. The answer to this trivia question he sent me. Tower of Terror was stands 199 feet tall. I'm sure y'all know this. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. Why is it 199? Because at 200, they have to put a blinking oh light at the top. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Um, do you know what happened when they did the initial testing at the bottom of the... Everyone died. <laughs> That's why I don't go on the ride. They actually had to change the entire ride. At one point, it was pushed down. I might, might have this backwards. At one point, the car was pushed down, and what happens was it blew the walls out at the bottom. It's faster than gravity. Yeah, right. the air, the air How pressure. How fascinating, though! I wouldn't know. And this what stuff. they did now was, the, I believe, the cart is pulled down. Mm-hmm. I might have that backwards. No, I think it is pulled down. Um, Dan also recommended um, to get my uh, so my little cards aren't demagnetized to get a. Um, Oh my gosh! What am I talking about? Like an ID holder to put on a lanyard before I go, so it's not in my handbag or somewhere with a magnet or, and or by your cell phone. Yeah, because you know what, my uh, annual pass is always demagnetized because, and I keep it in that stupid and little you folder. Never put the strips, you know, like always, like stack them with the strips underneath, but don't put them so both strips. If you have two cards with the strips like facing each other. Oh, no, in, mine are in order. Yeah. All the little characters are facing the same way, and they're all looking at wow. me. Wow. Okay, oh, so you think Stella's in order. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. And they're in order. There's okay, something about mind. an apple falling far from the tree or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like mine's on top, and then Stella's, or then Grace's, and then Stella's. Okay, hmm. never mind. So anyway, I'm getting excited. Cool. Looking forward. So, John, um, just to clarify, you're going to give me the cash up front before I go, right? <laughs> right? Yes. And then... Okay. All in quarters. All in quarters. 
Yes. And then I'll now, and, and no, the date. No, she me an allowance every day. The state, the day you start, the day the start of your trip is when fifteenth, August fifteenth, August fifteenth. And that day, we're just going to hang by the pool, which I heard that someone gave that tip here on the show one time a long time ago. I think it was you, Pete. You know, don't rush out to the parks. Spend that day just hanging out. Yeah. That's what I, we always said. Like, because yeah. you were tired from traveling, yeah, and yeah. then we're going to head over to Kona because you're going to be traveling all the way from Orlando. I know. And it's a long trip. And we're going to have dinner at Kona that night and then start the next day at my least favorite park, working my way through. What's your least Animal favorite? Animal Kingdom will yeah. be. Kelvin, thanks for doing it in that order because that's his favorite park and we're going to do it first. But no, it's actually. Let him live in, in his yeah, little dream world. He's in his little world. So cool. Right. I'm exci- and we got our house sitter all set up, which is Max. <laughs> so he'll be house sitting for us, taking care of Precious Klaus and Roxy. Excellent. So, Excellent. Cool. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be here soon. Yep. 27 days. Ah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. We're going to move on to our next segment and discuss Christmas in July. And this, uh, this week we're going to talk about some of the special tours that Disney does for the holidays, as well as some of the less expensive uh, or free things that you can do around, around Walt Disney World. Um, let's start off with the uh, with the tours. I know there's the Yuletide Fantasy Tour that goes on uh, every year, and then last year was the beginning of uh, the Disney Institute offering the Holiday Delights Tour, and uh, we actually had uh, one of our listeners and a good friend of mine, Jen Selke, was here uh, last year, late last year, and she had done the Holiday Delights Tour, and uh, had given us a full review on it. So we're going to go ahead and include that in this week's show. So uh, let's go back to listen to Jen Selke from, from last year on the Holiday Delight Store. We're going to move on to our next segment and talk to our friend Jen Selke, one of our uh, listeners. You've been listening for a while. I have. I've been listening for quite a while. helps me plan my trips. And uh, as I mentioned at the so top of the, the show. you're the one. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm the one. Uh, Jen is from Berkeley, California. And... Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so people get to know a little bit more about you. Um, I'm a number of things in Berkeley, California. Uh, summer camp director. I'm a psychologist. I have a private practice, and I work with kids with special needs, primarily wow. social skills, um, disorders, autism. I feel like I've been set up. <laughs> John, I'm here John, to this provide is, some support. This is an intervention. This is an intervention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, the, the secret's now out. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a professor in the Graduate School of Education. I work with the School Psychology Program and the Berkeley Center for New Media. So I do a lot of different things with technology as well as a summer camp director. So. Wow. Yeah, so cool. I love coming cool to Orlando. I've uh, got to do the backstage Disneyland tour, but have never been really to the front stage of Disneyland. But my husband and I come to Orlando about three to four times That's a so year. funny that you've uh, – yeah, because I remember you telling me that when we met for the uh, – uh, the backstage tour we did back in June. That's where I met Jen for the first time. And, uh, you know, she's uh, she lives in Berkeley, and she's never been to uh, Disneyland. So you mean you've never been to the park itself, but you take the backstage tour? I did tour? the backstage <laughs> tour. Oh, that's funny. Right, secretly, because I really wanted to meet Pete. <laughs> and Aww. I was really Aww. interested in and the then leadership. She, she went back to Berkeley and was like, <laughs> oh, God, it was such a disappointment. So now she had her thesis. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh, no, it was interesting. I'm, I'm really interested in the logistics of... Disney World. That's really what fascinates me. 
And uh, you took the, uh, the this new Holiday Delights tour, which is being done by the Disney Institute. Yeah, we did. Um, my husband and I try to do one of the tours every year. So we've done the Segway tour, and then we did, based on a lot of the recommendations from the Diz, the Future World tour, Backstage Future World. And so this year we signed up right away for the Delights tour. Um, and it runs on Mondays and Wednesdays. I think they're doing about 16 dates starts uh, November 30th and runs through December 16th. So the tour is about four and a half hours, and wow. it's $179. That's so it's about pretty right. pricey. That's about right for a four-hour tour, though. That's yeah. about what they go Compared to the Future World Tour, which I think was like $50, it was a little bit less. Um, it seemed it was the next tour we did, so it seemed a little bit pricey. But they do have annual pass discounts and AAA discounts. So we start out, it starts out at Epcot, and you don't need, one of the things about this tour is you don't need park entrances. Some of the tours you do need a park admittance to go on, and other tours you don't. So this is when you don't need a park ticket to go on. Um, and they tell you to meet at, Ep- at Epcot outside the guest services at 445. They give you name tags, and um, you do get a headset that helps you hear on the tour. The tour can accommodate 40 people. We had about 38 on ours, so it was a large group. Uh, And once they get everybody signed in, you also get a a wristband that allows you into the candlelight processional later. Oh, wow. So the tour is billed as being able to see the Christmas lights at three parks in, in one night. So once you get all checked in... They loaded us onto a cruise liner bus, one of those buses you see that looks like the cruise ship, and they whisk us away over to the Magic Kingdom, where you we went into the support uh, decoration support first and got to see some of the um, uh, lights. They explained to us how the lights are hung on the castle and, and talked a lot. I learned a lot about the Christmas lights on the different castles of the parks. So if you're interested in sort of that aspect, um, that was a lot of the background information. Um, and then after that, we went out, uh, walked up Main Street, went into the front stage and walked up Main Street. Um, it was interesting because I know this, we were the first night that the tour was running. We were the, It's inaugural tour. It's the first year for the tour, and we were also the first group to go. So it was really, I mean, they were well organized. They did have their stuff together um, for the most part. So they walked us up Main Street. And everybody, I think, was sort of expecting, especially when you pay $179, that we were going to get up a little bit closer to the castle. And we got to the corner um, uh, at the end of Main Street, and they were going to do a bathroom break. So they walked us over to the noodle station area where the bathrooms were. And then our tour guide said, well, this is really a good place to see the lights. You know, it's too crowded up front. The lights came on, and we looked at them, and then we left. (laughs) (laughs) And people were sort of wondering, like, wait, wait, that was it? We're done with the Magic Kingdom? I mean, there was some some information that was done backstage about the lights, but overall, it was a little anticlimactic to have that be your first stop. And I know they're on a time crunch. They're trying to get you to the three um, Christmas Yeah, but you would think that they would put you right up front so you can see that uh, show where the the fairy godmother lights the, the tree and does all that stuff. That's weird. Yeah, we saw it from the noodle station, basically. Yeah, which is like, I could have brought you <laughs> I, there for a lot less money. I know. I, <laughs> really? I, know. I, I see the Diz uh, Delights tour in the future because <laughs> it wasn't from that standpoint, except for learning background information on the lights, I didn't feel like I got anything more than I could have done on my own mm. and had already done. 
So from that point, we went off to the Hollywood Studios, and they took us in the back way. And they did have a nice setup of hot chocolate and cookies. I think it was pretty much the standard sugar cookie that you have. Um, but then uh, it was a nice little spread. Um, and so we got some cookies, and then they whisked us into the back through Narnia and then walked us around uh, the Osborne lights. We saw them go off. We walked down a couple streets. It gave us a little bit of information on the Osborne family, and so you got a little bit of background on that. Um, but again, it, I didn't feel like I had at that point still any more than I, I would have gotten on my own. I mean, I could have read about the Osborne lights on the website. Um, our tour guides were great. They were friendly. They were wonderful. But from a value perspective at this point, I was still kind of waiting for the wonderful. What, uh-huh. Yeah, why is this worth 179 right. I mean, you think of Osborne lights, they could have went up and let one of you throw the switch. Yeah. Or had some kind of interaction Something. that way. Even I thought special. I don't, and I don't know if I read this online or just assumed that you were going to be talking to more backstage people about the lights. I mean, our I tour thought guides they were, were going to be. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. I thought they were going to be Imagineers at each no. spot. Our yeah. tour guides were knowledgeable. Yeah, wasn't that what they originally told us? Yeah, because yeah. we had learned about this on the cruise. Um, Mark from the Disney Institute was the one who was setting this up. And I was on the impression that at each spot they were going to do like a step-on guide or an Imagineer who was going to give you background at that point. Yeah, no, that okay. did not happen. Um, and Mark was our Mark was one of our tour guides, and like I said, he was very knowledgeable and, and really wonderful. I don't I don't think this was for lack of his effort or enthusiasm. Um, I felt like there were just pieces missing. Um, so we did the little loop. I did find out where the purple cat was, which I'd never done. So keep looking if you're if you're looking for the purple cat, which is a cat that the Imagineers place somewhere in the Osborne uh, family lights every year for the guests to find. So it's kind of a fun activity to do. But my husband and I have been looking for two years. We were ready for someone <laughs> to tell us where it was. So maybe my $179 went for actually learning <laughs> seeing that cat. I've been searching online. So I tell was- you what. I'll sell you the information <laughs> next year. Okay? That was exciting. Um, so they they whisked us out to that out of there, and then we were headed on to Epcot. Uh, at this point, it was approximately eight o'clock, and uh, we knew this uh, the uh, candlelight procession was starting at eight fifteen. So they really were in a hurry to get us through. Um, they did have seating. They they have guest seating reserved in the back. Um, row to the left sort of where the dinner parties enter Um, so they had a few rows for us so we you know got reserved that was really the highlight i felt like was just being able to walk in and sit down um, into the candlelight processional i don't know if that was really worth 179 dollars but that was definitely good value um, for me Um, but i thought we'd get to be up front we'd maybe meet the narrator you know i would have been it would have been interesting for me to have seen how they organize all the um singers backstage because they built we sort of drove by and um our tour guide sings in the candlelight processional and so he told us a little bit about it but they do set up uh, a tent where they all do the staging and the practicing and so it would have been really fun to see that and see them go on stage and then maybe have a little seat up front where you could get in um i mean 40 of us you can't exactly sneak 40 people right, exactly. <laughs> into the front um and so we watched that and uh, we did get a really nice pin which i'll pass around it's a um a lot of the tours have their own pins that you get um whether it's a, a segway pin and this pin is a uh, mickey pin it's uh representing the top of the tree so it has the uh the old tree topper and it actually lights up so i'll send that around and it says it delights um 
Christmas tour. They're only doing, um, since the tours, there's only going to be 16 tours times 40 people. There are not going to be very many of those pins. So. That's correct. If you're a pin collector, that could be a, a value for you. Oh, he's wearing the cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cone lights up, too. <laughs> so um, after that, because your park admission isn't included at that point, technically they should escort you out. Um, however, it's about 15 minutes before the um, illumination started, and that was one of the things that they added value. I don't know if they'll do that at every um, at every tour, but they did let the guests stay in the park to watch illuminations at the end, um, and then you know they sent us on our way. So that was pretty much the the entire tour. From the positives, you know, I think the fact if admission's not required, so if you would like to be able to see three parks the Christmas, you know, decorations in one night, you don't have a lot of time, um, you're going to be able to do that in four and a half hours. You know, I think there's been times that I've come down here in a very short amount of time and wanted to see something. You're not going to be able to do that on your own because they really whisk you around very quickly. Um, it was nice to have the seating for the candlelight uh, processional and getting the pin was pretty cool because it does light up. I don't have a pin that lights up. Um, and so I learned also a lot about the castle lights. And if you're interested in seeing the backstage props, there wasn't a lot of props where we went, um, but it was uh, it was interesting. A lot of the people were really excited to touch the the lights from the castle. Um, I guess from the down downside, I really thought there would be more backstage interaction. I thought there would be um, more information than I could have gotten just on my own going to the different parks. Um, and so I, and I also thought there'd be more up close. Um, access to the castle Uh, so you know if you're going with really just wanting that you know on stage experience and getting from park to park very quickly then it's worth it you're not paying park admission and you're seeing three parks but you know we had an annual pass Uh, i've seen all that before and so from that standpoint the value wasn't there as much for me it's what's interesting is this is put on by the disney institute and the Disney Institute is all about teaching companies how to do Disney show, quote-unquote, how to put on that Disney show and be that uh, attention to detail and things like that. It just seems odd that it's kind of like, okay, here we are. We're just going to watch it from where we're standing. Boom, that's where the lights are. It, it sounds like it was nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be when he described it. Now, I'm a little disappointed. Now, uh, your husband, Brian, is he a big Disney fan or – Kind He's of. a Disney fan by association. I mean, he enjoys theme parks. And don't you pass a microphone over to him? I'd like to hear what uh, what you thought of it. Well, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the, like Jen said, there were some some ups and downs. Uh, one of the things that we noted, you know, right away at the at the Magic Kingdom was that the first set of lights that we saw, we were standing in the smoking section, which kind of was a downside. To that, that would that oh, was yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That spot is a smoking center. That was odd. Uh, that was something I noticed. You know, I noted right away. Um, but you know, it was cool. I I didn't really ask how much it was. I just knew that he so. didn't book the tour. It's Disney, so you figured it, you, <laughs> he, you figured it cost you a good you a know, good chunk of change. He, he didn't even know at the end. I said, "Well, what did you think?" And he said, "Well, I really liked it. That was really cool." I said, well, "Do you know how much it cost?" He goes, "No." I said, "It was one hundred seventy nine dollars." He was like. Oh, <laughs> so, so he kind of goes along with the does, ride, you know, you know. But that, but that, that really does factor into, right. yeah. you know, your overall impression of yeah. something, uh, you know, what the value for dollar exactly. is. Did she tell you it was one hundred seventy nine dollars each? No. Well, <laughs> I, so at know, that point, you were thinking it was one hundred seventy nine total. Oh, I, I went into it thinking it was like the same price that we paid for the other two that we that we've done, fifty dollars. I thought that was okay. You know, we got a lot of history. 
uh, you know, how they started the lights in uh, Paris first, and then they they brought the gentleman over. I forget what his name is, but they brought him over to uh, to Orlando to do the lights on the castle there. Lumiere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that was cool. I mean, there was a lot of history there. There was a lot of fun facts that they went through. The, I mean, it was a very pleasant experience, but for the value. It comes back to value. Yeah. And, and what does. I sort of thought, and, and in booking the tour, they didn't have a lot of information when it was a new tour. So the, the individuals booking the tour could not tell you very much about it, which I was what was on the website was what they were telling me on the phone. And, and, I, and, and I heard other people saying the same thing, that they were having trouble even helping people find the tour to book it, that they had to tell the agent that, no, this is a tour. I didn't have that experience. They found it right away, but other people did. Yeah. And again, you got to remember, this is now, this is through the Disney Institute. So it becomes a different cost center than the Segway tour or those other tours. So that all plays into the reason why there's confusion about it. Well, I think it. all the backstage tours are, are, are handled by the Disney Institute. I didn't um, think that were true. That yeah, was true about the Segway tours. This well, tour in particular, I'm not sure about the Segway tour, but the, any of the behind-the-scenes okay. tours, um, I believe, are all uh, all done by the Disney, including Institute. backstage magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever taken the backstage magic tour? No, I've done the Future World tour. I've done the Segway tour, and I did the Leadership Institute tour of Disneyland. Um, so I, I have not. No, I haven't noticed that they've done as good of a job as I think they could in reaching out to that business clientele and talking to them about that aspect of this park. I felt it was much more geared towards a tourist than uh, an institute membership. I would recommend you take the Backstage Magic Tour. Yeah, it's pretty It's a full day. Mm-hmm. It's a full eight-hour day. However, you get to see all of the things you've talked about plus more. And, and more it, on the level, I think you were looking for. And it's background information. More. Let me see it. Let me yeah, see. I was reading your review on the on the Diz. I yeah, it was, was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it really was. The and, Delights Tour is one of the most expensive tours they offer. Yeah. I mean, you look at one hundred seventy-nine dollars for four and a half hours, and the backstage is two nineteen for seven hours. Yeah. yeah, and that includes lunch. I mean, what you're really getting is admit. I mean, if you do not have a park ticket, you're getting entrance. To three parks and three Christmas yeah. shows. So I think that's a good point. That's the, that's the pitch to me, yeah. not that you're getting any backstage information, because really the only backstage you got was the um, support that they did for the props, but then any other backstage is really just to get you a quick access to the front. Did you see the show Julie and I were talking about earlier, the one that they just did on House and Garden Television? No, we've been here for quite a while, but okay. I have it set to tape. I just wanted to know if they gave you more information than they gave in that show. They had said, um, our guide had said there was not only a house and garden show, but there was also a DIY show coming up that they had just finished taping. So there's two shows that are going to be on um, where they're going to do more of the technical aspects. So I wasn't sure if that was the show that Julie was talking about. So that was two. actually the part of the show I liked the most. They mm-hmm. took you backstage, something I've never seen before. They took you backstage at the horticulture area of Disney. Yeah. And that's a section that. I've ne- I don't know that there's any tour. I know I've done the um, behind-the-seeds tour at the land, but that's only an hour and a half. This was where they showed you how they built the topiaries and how mm-hmm. they made the poinsettias. Using the lichens. The poinsettias. <laughs> um, it so sounds I, like you could, you could um, do your own admission to each of the parks and go and watch those Christmas um, festivities on your own and then maybe watch the Home and Garden show. You'd be good. You'd be set. <laughs> You'd have gotten probably more information than I got. How much is a seasonal pass? I mean, this is the price of a seasonal pass, isn't it? 
Oh, Florida resident, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it seems like an expense to me. Yeah, uh, it seems it was that, didn't seem co- it didn't seem like it was it was priced appropriately unless you factor in you're hitting th- you're hit, you don't have pay park admission and you're going into three parks, but it's still you're going into three parks for four and a half hours. You yeah. could buy your own park ticket and do that tour on your own. Wow, maybe they'll tweak it. Maybe they'll. We were the first night. The you know, in fairness night, yeah. to them, we, they, it was for for moving forty people in four and a half hours and hitting the shows that they did. They did a great job staying on time. I didn't. I mean, we were rushed, but I didn't feel rushed. Um, they didn't feel like they were scrambling at all. They worked well together. The two um, tour guys worked well together as a team. So that was, I think, pulled off professionally. How did you get into the Magic Kingdom? What was the backstage uh, area? It was the back of. Um, Right up in the front on the right by the hat where they do the sewing for the hats. Oh, okay. Le, le chapeau. Yeah. Yes, right in that back that entrance. They wow. took us in. Hmm. Well, it sounds like it was uh, an interesting tour. It, you know what? It's always interesting at Disney World. That's right. <laughs> never a dull moment. All right. Well, thank you for that, Jen. Um, I think I really want to try and do it this year. I didn't get a chance to do. Holiday delights last year. I think just to see if it's the same as last year, or if they've done something new, or I think we should mention that we don't know. Uh, 2010 dates haven't been released yet, so right. we don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I don't see why not. It sounds a little tiring to me. This is the one where you go from candlelight to the lighting of the castle. I don't know what order it's in, but you know you do all those things. And it sounds cool, though. I I don't, I don't know. It sounds like a lot of. Well, I think if, if you didn't have like a long time down here on your vacation, that might be the best way to see it all. Is, see all those things? You know, because then they're going to get you in and get you out much quicker than you could do it yourself. That's a possibility for sure. I mean, it's a way to make sure you get to see all those things. Mm-hmm. Now, the other tour that's done is the Yuletide Fantasy Tour, uh, which, again, I haven't done that one either. Um, but uh, it's a behind-the-scenes look at how Disney does everything. That would be fun to see. That would be fascinating. For the holidays. They did a thing on TV a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, I've seen that. With the just... guy from Color Splash, David, yeah. David Bromstead. <laughs> yep. I still have nightmares. And actually, back in December of 07, uh, the late, great Bob Varley um, did, uh, did a review of it, and we still have that on the site, so I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes page. Uh, back then, he had... Uh, Paid sixty nine dollars a person, uh, plus tax for it. Uh, let's see what the most recent pricing we had for it was uh, seventy nine dollars a person as of last year. We don't know what it's going to be for this right. year. Uh, it may go up, but last year it was seventy nine dollars a person. So that sounds cool. I love all that back mm-hmm. backstory information. Well, they actually take you to where they do everything like where like the the big warehouse where they decorate all the the wreaths and the christmas trees and all the things for the different resorts are all done in one location really and that's so cool you get to go see that although if you're going especially if you're going uh you know right on right during the holidays uh obviously the warehouse is going to be pretty much empty so somewhere Wherever the warehouse is, there's people working year-round. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the warehouse what is right out behind the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. What a cool job. You now know la- where the bus garage is? Christmas like- elf. No, I don't know where the bus yeah. garage is. Now, last year... <laughs> I'll take you for a ride sometime. <laughs> last year, those tours were going out at 9 a.m. Monday through Saturday. 
they started them on November 27th and ran them through December 30th. They were not doing tours on Sundays or Christmas Day. Again, that was last year. We don't know about this year yet. It's a three-and-a-half-hour tour, $79 per person, meets at Epcot Guest Relations. And you, when you're booking these tours, you should also ask what discounts are available. Almost all of them mm-hmm. have DVC, AAA, AP. There's usually some discounts, yeah. Disney Visa, I think you get a if you have that. So don't be afraid to ask. Now, in terms of some things that you can do that don't cost anything at Disney World. I mean, you're already spending a lot to be there. Sit in your room in the dark. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Oh, is that your holiday, John? That's what I want you to do on your vacation. Okay. What would you suggest? What, 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 what do we think are some of the things? Obviously, going around to the resorts. You mentioned um, that, yeah. We've already t- kind of talked about that in one of the previous Christmas in July pieces. But what else? Other than Downtown Disney always has a lot going on. Like? Either up on the stage. Um, last year, they had a thing you can get your... Uh, pet taken, their picture taken with Santa. They do that every now and then. There's a Santa at downtown. Disney. There's a Santa. Great decorations. You know, great place for you, some hot chocolate. The talk, stage is cool with right. the music mm-hmm. and all the different choirs coming in. They bring in outside choirs yeah. to sing. And they have Christmas or dancing. Ready. I saw it last year. I saw some little yeah, they did like a little high school, everything. little you know, high school dancing. Festive group. dancing. It was. It was festive dancing. I enjoyed it. But I like that kind of thing. It's a nice relaxing. You sit there. There's plenty of seating around the stage at Downtown Disney. Now, last last year, was it mostly on the weekends they were doing stuff? Or was it no, during the week as well? No, pretty much every night. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that's one place you want to avoid on a Saturday yeah, is evil. Downtown Disney. Now, even if you come to Disney um, and it's not during the Christmas season, you can still go visit the, the Christmas store at Downtown Disney. Maybe pick up an ornament. It's my, mm-hmm. That is one of my all-time favorite stores yeah. in the history of stores. Yeah, I, I love going in that store. It doesn't matter what time it's of the year Christmas it is. It's Christmas year-round. And there's one in the Magic Kingdom, too, right? Yep, mm-hmm. there's a cute one in the Magic It's another one of my favorites. Yeah. I just There's something about it. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. I love, 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 love going into those stores. And the day after Christmas, there's a good sales in there, too. Are there? Yeah, there was last year. When I worked at Disney, I was going to pick up a shift um, drawing on the ornaments. Mm-hmm. But I never did. That's a long line Slack to wait for. How you write, you know, people get their yeah. ornaments personalized. I if, always think of doing that, but then when I decide to do it, you can have your ornament like three weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not really any more crowded than going to the mall, wherever you're from. So I think going to downtown Disney always sort of like puts you in the mood. What else? What else can people do that don't that doesn't cost money? We talked about, I mean, it, it requires entrance to Epcot, but there's always the um, different countries will have their Santas, quote-unquote, telling their stories of Christmas, so you can visit each of the countries. and have The lying Norwegian Santa with the, or is it uh, Norway with the pickles, the hidden pickles, or yeah. is it Germany? Germany. 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 Yeah. You start lying this German, <laughs> The lying German Santa with the hidden God. pickle. Oh, people are going to send you pickles now. and So you can hide your pickle in the tree. Now, for people who think we're being disgusting, um, talking about <laughs> no, hiding the pickle, uh, there is this, if you believe the Germans in Germany at the pavilion, there is a tradition where it's true. Germans hide the pickle, hide a pickle in the tree, and whoever finds it gets a, gets good gets luck, a, gets a, a new car yeah. or something. See, Grace always eats the pickle before Christmas. A, I put it in the tree. They get a Wiener schnitzel. But there has been, <laughs> the first year we talked about it was a few years back. I think Bob had brought it up. And it set off this flurry of emails and posts on the boards about 
people arguing back and forth whether or not this was actually a it's real. It's true. Tradition. It's not mm-hmm. true. It's true. It's not true. And I really don't know. I call it. I call it the tree of lies uh, in <laughs> in Germany because they've got the tree full of pickles that you can buy. Yeah, there it is. Corey's got a picture of the tree of lies. <laughs> yeah, we'll add a link. And uh, so. <laughs> It is. It's the Tree of Lies. There's really a lot of Christmas drama, isn't there? There is. <laughs> Although trees. that store in Germany for Christmas ornaments, you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, some no. beautiful, beautiful Christmas ornaments in now, there. Just to remember that the, just not off the Tree of Lies. And porcelain shop in Germany is closing. Correct. And it's going to be a caramel corn store now. I mean, Those are my favorite. Christmas ornaments. caramel mm-hmm. corn. Christmas caramel By corn. By Werther's, right? Yes. Yeah. They're going to melt those little candies and pour it all over popcorn. So now what John was saying was that uh, each country in World Showcase does a different story of Christmas that's, you know, it, it, it's some tale native to their to their land. And maybe Yvette will call us again with her Christmas story. Oh, yeah. Oh. I wonder what they do in Morocco. <laughs> they don't celebrate Christmas in Morocco. They don't. And last year there was the gospel group in uh, Future World up by the stage that, where the fountain is. They were pretty good. They were very good. Didn't replace the tree lighting ceremony, but um, in the lights of winter. But I thought the gospel. Oh, she's was bitter. Great. She is. Yeah, she's I am. A bitter I woman. am. Uh, we used didn't to replace go- the tree lighting ceremony or the lights of winter. I mean, as many times as I had seen it, every time they would do the the tree lighting ceremony, I'd get a little tear in my eye. And it, to me, that was that that to me was Disney, the magic of how they did Christmas, and they just, eh, you know, they got rid of it. All right, moving on. <laughs> bitter town. Yep. Trip to Bittertown. Yeah, really. She's on a round trip express to Bittertown. <laughs> Come uh, join me, folks. If you have your own car, you can go over to the town of Celebration. Not only do they have... Um, oh, I have all the details of that. Do you really? I do. Not only do they decorate, but they they throw parties and events. And the, uh, Is this the, 2010? Yes, it is. Wow. The event kicks off for a month-long Winter Wonderland Spectacular with tree lighting ceremonies at 6 p.m. on November 28th. And will feature live music and a spectac or a special. It doesn't say spectacular. I should. You're do- overselling it, Kevin. <laughs> Dim down your expectations. It's not spectacular. It's kind of just average. A special visit from Santa himself. Uh, there's a nightly snowfall at six, seven, eight, and nine, as well in- as well as strolling characters with photo and photos of Santa. And on December fifth, there will be a special appearance by Ryan Cabrera. Who's and- that? Ryan and the Disney ra- and the Radio Disney Holiday Concert mm. on December nineteenth, and this is free. Thought you could say the Holiday Disney. What's dancers? What's okay. the name of the street where they do the snow? Main so, Street, Market Street, Market Street. If you're parking, this is my tip. If you're parking on Market Street on a night that it's supposed to snow, move your car at the time that they tell you to. Because last year we we saw they snowed in a car. They put snow all around the guy's car. Wow! And I, like, you know, I don't. And he wasn't very happy when he came out to see okay. his car. It's car. bubbles. I know, but he wasn't very happy to come out and see that they had, like, done it all around. Then his he had car. to get a scraper out and scrape the bubbles scrape off. The bubbles Talking away. about the snow, shovel the bubbles. Makes me think. Um, we were over at Give Kids the World Friday, and I didn't know they celebrate Christmas once a week over there. One day is they. Well, like all year round. All year round. Really, and it snows on that day every week. That's Isn't awesome. that cool? That is cool. That's awesome. And I would say, yeah, that's another thing you could do when you're down here. 
go visit, give kids the that world, volunteer, cost you volunteer, anything. give kids the that world. Gives you, that costs you, and boy, you reap a lot from that. You, sure you walk do. away from that. You guys, you blessed. guys just did this. We did, mm-hmm. we did on Friday, and it was just amazing. I was a little worried going into it, thinking how I was, how I was going to deal with it. Yeah, because I didn't I know what too. I didn't know what to expect. And um, you thought you might be overwhelmed by. The I thought yes. I might be overwhelmed, who were not and well. um, I was overwhelmed by the the magnitude of it all and what it's an they, amazing what place. they mm-hmm. do. And they put Nikki and I on the carousel, running the carousel, which is kind of cool, you know. I did a little, you know, helping kids on this little old carousel was really cool. We got to watch Kathy through the window, not manning the camera. She got to be the camera assistant. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. It, it was um, very moving because the room that we were in, we were in the castle. And for every child that, that goes there, they get a little star. And there's a whole story that goes with it. And I'm getting goosebumps telling it. But every star in the room signifies a child who had been there who had been sick. And they're all over the room. And they have like a whole oh. little procedure floor. for how they, they do their star. It, you know, you can see the Disney touches and stuff. And I was there. And they had um, some characters from Universal come over. And just to see how those characters interacted with the families, it was just... And I said, I went home and hugged Katie. I said, you know, you just really... Oh, please, I know. was crying before I even got out. Oh, I did, I did too. I did too. But I said, it was just really amazing. If you think you're having a bad day or, you know, things aren't going well for you, you just look at those families. And, and I wasn't crying because of the sadness. I was crying for thinking how blessed I am. Right. You know, it's like, oh, my Definitely. gosh. You know? I mean, it so, just it hits you. But the Christmas once a week, I did not know that. And it snows over there. And that would be a cool thing to do during the holidays to give give a little time to somebody that I know of some of our listeners have planned vacations or planned mm-hmm. part of their vacations to spend some time there. I know some of our listeners are taking their children there to volunteer. Yeah. It's and called you, volunteerism. And you can do um, the shift one shift I did was 45 minutes, but you can do like 2 hours. So it's not like you're committing to all day. You could just be there for an hour or two and what a difference yeah, mine was it a makes. 3 hour tour. So tell us a little bit about the process. Did you sign up online? Did you call? Did you just show up? We did. We signed up online. Um, had to fill out forms, fax them back to them. They do like a background check. They do like a background, background check. check on you. And then um, you, I guess you tell them what day you want to and mm-hmm. what day you want to come and they'll give you and tell you what's available to do and then you pick what you want to do. Um, I know Katie was driving the shuttle bus mm-hmm. and I chose the carousel because I figured it would be, you know, Fun outdoor, you know, easy. Well, no, a lot of interaction. Some of it, one one lady that went with us was working in the kitchen. That's a lot of responsibility, serve. making sure that everybody's safe and everybody's sitting yeah. down and stuff. I forget how many shifts she said fourteen hundred shifts, but I forget. I think that's in a month or something. So they can always use volunteers. So did you get anything in advance? Because I know there's a gate. You have to be checked in at the gate, right? No, no. I got you. Walk. You come to the gate. I told them um, what I was there for. And I told her I had never been there before. They just, she pointed to where I needed to park and to go into the volunteer building mm-hmm. and um, sign in. And they have you sign paperwork. And then I had to sign a, probably my name about 40 times because I was running machinery. So oh, had, see, I didn't have to do that. They had to walk me through and show me, you know, the rules of, you know, the gate must be closed before you start the, the carousel, you know, because kids could come flying through the gate and try to get right. on. And that sucker spins, too. It was moving fast. I was shocked when that thing started. <laughs> you had it on the wrong speed. No, it was, it's, it's one speed. Kids Child were hanging on and screaming. But everything that any of us did, they had a, one of their trainers come show us what it was we were to do before we did it. Yeah. So have you ever done things that you showed up to do it and 
Yeah. You know, one person. Somebody said, here, do this. Yeah. And And these people, they they all had, you know, like even for what I was doing, they had somebody come in and show us how to do it, which made it a whole lot easier. And if you're a regular volunteer down there, they have like a computer terminal and you get a certain PIN number and you You sign sign in. in. And then, you know, you can progress up. We were angels. We were volunteer angels. It was our level of volunteer but you can progress up, and then they get things. But they have to tell you things you wouldn't normally think about. When it, for, for my job, when a child goes to get on the merry-go-round or the carousel, whichever you want to call it, don't help them because, you know, they might have tubes or some sort of right. medical issue you don't know about. So the parent had to help them up. You know, I could assist a little bit in buckling the little belt or something, but, you know, there was a lot of things you wouldn't really think about. You know, you see a little kid... Trying to get up on a zebra. Okay, I'll help you. There's also, I don't know if this was the reason they gave you, but I think in general people don't understand someone's disability. You should never assume mm-hmm. what someone right. can and can't do. Right. You should always just treat them as a person, and if they can do it, they can. If they ask for help, you give them help. Well, Most of the little kids than, were asking for help. Even more than that, sometimes doing something for yourself is a milestone. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, know? some of these kids obviously could not get up there on themselves, you know, they're getting out of wheelchairs and trying to get on this little animal's back, you know, it. they definitely needed help. Now, did someone come and say, okay, your shift's over? Or did no. you just know your shift was over? You just knew that it was... I didn't. Our our shift, I thought, was supposed to end at 10.30, but then I found out the carousel only opened till 11, and no one was going to come in for that last 30 minutes, so we just stayed until, you know, then we turned the key off, and off we went. But... And then what happens at the end? You just go home and... Well, you go sign out. Um, we took a tour afterwards because I had never toured it. So mm-hmm. we toured the whole facility, which is awesome. But they have like a little lounge for the volunteers, too. Mm-hmm. That When you're done, you can go over and have a cold drink. It's in a nice, and nice cold air room. It, yeah. I mean, they really treat you nice down there. But I said, you come away with such a feeling of... I'm going back. Know, yeah. yeah. And I'm taking my girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking Max. There you go. I'm taking Calvin. So don't think you don't have time to do it on your vacation because, like I said, it could be an hour or two hours. Yeah, and it's right down there, you know, in the same general vicinity. So yeah, it's in the area. Mm-hmm. So well, my uh, mile marker to look for is it's right near Medieval Times. And yes, right past the, there. Right, and or the, behind the Walmart. On turn it. at Walmart. I the wall is it? What is it? Bass Lake Road. Bass. Bass. Bass, Bass, yeah. Bass yeah, Road. I think it's Bass Lake Road. And yeah. it's so. Unassuming, you go back there. This is like a subdivision. I have to tell you, um, that's since I've moved here. I moved here in 1994. This has grown exponentially. It used to be a wide open thing. There was no gate, mm-hmm. and we used to go and volunteer when it first opened. And it's grown huge. And they're planning on growing more. They've got mm-hmm. plans for adding some more little villas. So. And they wanted to try to expand the area where they all eat, but they didn't have enough money. So if you want to send a donation their way, too, that would be appreciated. We kind of took this subject and ran with it. Didn't well, we? my, mom has, <laughs> my mom has been sending Christmas cards from there. They take designs by the kids yeah, there and turn cool. them into Christmas cards. And she, that's, have, that's where she gets her Christmas cards each year. And all the proceeds go to Give Kids the World. Cool. Merry Christmas. Sorry. Yeah. We kind of no. took it away from me there. No, Sorry. no, that's that's fine. That's but the, the snow made me think it's good information. Of that. The mm-hmm. snow, when you were talking about the snow, I thought, oh gosh, they do that every week. People are asking for things that are special to do. Mm-hmm. 
That is. This would be something very mm-hmm. special to do. It would also be something very meaningful to do. I think that that sort of goes to the true meaning of Christmas, rather than right. how many gifts you can get. It's like, what can you do? For and as a family, else? and I you think know? You, know, mm-hmm. you, you say you, know, you apologize for taking over it, but you know, honest to God, what you've just talked about is the greatest free thing you can do oh, yeah. at Disney World over the holidays. If you really want to do something special as a family, um, that is important that is a great experience it's a great place to go visit really and truly uh taking some time to volunteer at give kids the world i think is probably the cherry on that particular sunday it's a great mm-hmm. way to commemorate it, a special occasion yeah mm-hmm. and did you hear them say i don't know you didn't take the tour with me kathy in the gingerbread house where they serve the meals everybody's tray is carried so they need volunteers to when you go through the line you have someone carry your tray and the reasoning is so the the wish child isn't singled out the whole family is made special right being helped and you know that just and, and all the furniture's little mm-hmm. it's all like made for yeah, kids made for kids it's but cool. even the families i said where they were coming in to get their picture taken were just so appreciative of what all was you know being done and i said you couldn't you know i i had moments where you're standing there looking at these little kids and you're they're like wow you know but it's I mean? not a depressing place. Oh, no, no. But oh, no. No, you came home with like your heart was filled that in some small measure you helped mm-hmm. and that you were so glad that there's a place like this out there for families who need it. They actually end up making you feel better. They sure do. Yeah. How terrific is that? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. Be a cool Christmas thing. Thank you both. Thanks, everybody, for a great show. Uh, now, I'm not going to be here next week, so John is in the... Uh, Oh Lord! John is in the in the in the hot seat. <laughs> He's coming up, so you better get the party started. And for next week's for next week's Christmas in July series, it's going to be all your questions, uh, all your emails about uh, Christmas in July and what you'd like. Or what, well, about holidays at Disney World, about what you'd like to know. So you can send those into podcast at wdwinfo. Oh, I'll make com. Christmas cookies, and we can have a Christmas cookie. I'd also series. like I'd also like people to. Oh. <laughs> that was not supposed to start. I apologize for that. It's like you're all done. Really? I'm, I'd also like I'm playing people, you off. I like the people to send in their own Christmas ideas because we, we yeah. talked about the things we know, we talked about and we know we do. If you guys do something else at Disney for Christmas, free, not free. Oh, yeah. All the little hints about you know special gifts you give to your child every day while you're here. You know, just There's all sorts of cool and fun things to do. Send that in. It's podcast at www.info.com. So uh, that'll do it for our show this week. It'll do it for me for two weeks, actually. Uh, we're going to be doing next week. I'll be in California with a bunch of our listeners doing the Backstage Magic week? Tour. Yep. Dang. Yep. We leave Sunday. Safe Dang. travels. So have a good week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and the bushes. Okay.